Gathering together as a people of faith, we come together this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. And with your spirit. We hear a struggle in our gospel from Mark. And the struggle is essentially this. Is it the love of power, or is it the power of love? Is it how we respond as a people of faith not to the trappings of life, but how God is asking us to respond to the difficulties of life with the power of love that is Jesus. But we know sometimes that's difficult. We know oftentimes that's difficult to try to live out in our own lives. For those times that we fall short, we ask the Lord's pardon and forgiveness. We are meant to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father. Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. And let us pray. Look upon us, O God, creator and ruler of all things, and that we may feel the working of your mercy. Grant that we may serve you with all of our heart. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever, and let the church say, Amen. 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 A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord God opened my ears that I may hear, and I have not rebelled, have not turned my back. I gave my back 
to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who plucked my, hurt, my beard. My face I did not shield from buffets and spitting. The Lord God is my help, therefore I'm not disgraced. I have set my face like flint, knowing that I shall not be put to shame. He is near who upholds my right. If anyone wishes to oppose me, let us appear together. Who disputes my right? Let the man com confront me. See, the Lord God is my help. Who will pr prove me wrong? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice in supplication, because he has inclined his ear to me the day I called. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. The cords of death encompass me. The snares of the netherworld seized upon me. I fell into distress or sorrow. I called upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, save my life. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Gracious is the Lord and just. Yes, our God is merciful. The Lord gives the little, keeps the little ones. I was brought low, and he saved me. I will, I will walk, walk before, before the Lord, Lord in the land of the, of the living. He has freed my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I shall walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I will, I will walk, walk before, before the Lord in the, in the land, land of the of living. living. A reading from the letter of St. James. <clears throat> what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone says he has faith but not, does not have works? Can this faith save him? If a brother or a sister has nothing to wear and has no food for the day, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, and eat well, but you do not give them the necessities of the body. What good is it? So also faith of itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Indeed, someone might say, you have faith and I have works. Demonstrate your faith to me without works and I will demonstrate my faith to you whom my works from my works. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples set out for the villages of Caesarea Philippi. Along the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? They said in reply, John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. But he asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter said to him in reply, You are the Christ. Then Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed and rise after three days. Jesus spoke this openly. Then Peter took him aside and, and began to rebuke Jesus. At this, Jesus turned around, looking at his disciples, rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan! You're thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. Jesus summoned the crowd with his disciples and said to them, Whoever wished to come after me must deny themselves, take up their crosses, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for my sake and that of the gospel will save it. The Gospel of the Lord. I don't know whether some of you read the East Bay Times, uh, as I do, I do that fairly every day. On the second page of the East Bay Times, there's always some kind of story, some sort of snippet that is right in the middle of page two that talks about some kind of incident or situation that ends up being contrary or being sort of unique, uniquely unusual. Did anyone read this morning's one? Well, if you didn't, Joe, did you read it? Uh, well, the, well, the first word of that, of that little piece says Monsignor. So that whenever, whenever I, see, when I see words like Monsignor or Father, I'm going to take a look at this and see what, what priest got in trouble this time. So <laughs> can you hear me okay, first of all? Is that okay? So this is what that piece read this morning. Monsignor Stephen Rossetti of Washington, D.C., an exorcist, a licensed psychologist and counselor, is warning Catholics that demons have figured out how to send threatening text messages to their targets. The Daily Star reports that Rossetti claims to have had three cases in which demons have texted the team or the family of the possessed person. Value targets with high ranking, powerful demons involved. One text read, Her torments start now, priest, all night. While you and that friend of yours sleep, we will make her bleed. Rosetti said, There's a history of demons influencing tech, such as flickering lights and TVs. <laughs> So Jesus had his own battle with Satan, as we heard on our gospel reading today, and I don't think it involved flickering TVs or lights either. 
And it wasn't through a text message that uh, he received any of that in that eighth chapter of Mark. He received that message, essentially, through the Apostle Peter. And what was his reaction? I mean, Jesus' reaction to all that. Get behind me, Satan. You're not thinking as God does, but as humans do. So the interaction that's taking place between Peter and Jesus speaks at the heart of the question we as Christians and followers of Christ ask ourselves, which is essentially, who do you say that I am? As if Jesus is asking us that same question. Who do you say that I am? So here we have Jesus and his followers. They're at Caesarea Philippi, which is basically the northernmost point in Israel. Uh, you get a sense that others have identified Jesus as John the Baptist. Others have identified Jesus as Elijah having risen from the dead. Others have identified Jesus as one of the prophets. Peter, of course, responds to the question correctly. He says, you are the Christ. You're the Christ. So what does that mean when, when Peter says, you are the Christ? So Christ means the anointed one. Christ means uh, the, um, the Messiah. When you say the anointed one, it's implied that, that the Messiah follows this lineage of David. So David was anointed by uh, Nathan with the responsibility of making sure that the people of Israel were from oppression. This is kind of what the essence of what that uh, description of Jesus' words, of uh, Peter's words, as far as Jesus being the Christ, that this would be the, the person who would liberate uh, the uh, people of Israel from oppression and from, uh, uh, from their oppressors and liberation from them. So the passage goes on to reveal that the apostle didn't comprehend what kind of Messiah Jesus truly was. So you have to understand that the Messiah that the apostles and the disciples were expecting were, was supposed to be a military leader, supposed to be somebody who was to free them from military oppression. That was the hope and dream of how they would see someone who succeeded David. So that's who they imagined Christ would be. And you, then you hear Christ say these things in this particular passage as well. That, um, ironically, the cost of bringing peace and new life to Israel will require what? Jesus' suffering and his death. So Jesus' royal power is not going to be expressed by military dominance, but it's going to be the sense of what does it mean to give your life truly to the service of others. It means standing by the poor and the oppressed, healing the sick, welcoming sinners and outcasts, telling the truth when the powerful did not want to hear it. This is not the person that Peter had in mind that he was wanting to follow. He wanted to end up following somebody who was going to um, uh, take care of business. Let's put it that way, take care of business. So that's why you have to hear the sense of Jesus saying um, to, to, uh, to Peter this really swift and very blunt response. Get behind me, Satan. You're not thinking as God does, but as humans do. So Peter's imagining this sort of sense of a royal life without the kind of suffering that Jesus is implying, uh, which is really a misconception about Jesus' mission. What does Jesus say instead? Whoever wishes to come after me must deny themselves, 
take up the cross and follow me. Whoever loses their life for my sake and that of the gospel will save it. This is a turning point in, in Mark's gospel. This is where uh, Jesus' ministry goes from healing to this, now this, this, this path to Jerusalem and to the cross, what that means eventually as far as resurrection is concerned. But isn't, that's the irony about the Christian life. We're asked to give away life in order to bring life. We're asked to go ahead as we hear uh, that we find true life in giving away one's life. The early Christians saw that in anticipation of the sense of the servant in our first reading uh, from Isaiah chapter 50. This kind of the sense of this figure bearing the burden of suffering so that the whole people of Israel might live free. Think about, I think over these past few months, I would even say over these past few weeks, people who have like not necessarily given their lives per se, but maybe um, euphemistically given of themselves to be able to make sure to give life to others. Think about those that you know who work in the healthcare industry and healthcare, uh, healthcare work whose lives over the past few months have been, have been being present to those who struggled in some ways. Doctors and nurses in COVID wards, exhausted delivery drivers, first responders, single parents in low-paying jobs struggling to care for their children, soldiers losing their lives to rescue strangers from harm as we saw in Afghanistan, Neighbor helping neighbor after Hurricane Ida in Louisiana and Northeast. Others in our own midst who care for loved ones who are struggling with their own health. We get a sense of people giving their lives in order to bring life to others as well. I think that's truly, truly an expression of our second reading from James. The sense about faith without works. For those of us who are Catholics, that's always kind of a nice thing to hear. Because oftentimes we've often heard, which we struggle with, the sense of... Uh, uh, the abundant grace, the loving grace of God, but it, that grace goes empty if our works and our lives don't reflect that. So, um, about once a month over these past few months, uh, I meet with the pastors of the largest black churches in Oakland. And as you can well imagine, the discussion in yesterday's meeting, this is over at Axel Gospel, was about safety, about safety in our communities, about the struggle that our parishioners have, including myself, as, you, as many of you know, I mean, about what it be safe in our area. The role of law enforcement, the role of how uh, congregations and churches ought to respond and, it, and these discussions get really deep because it talks about the role of people of color vis-a-vis -vis law enforcement. You know, what's you know, there right now, as you may well know, CHP is coming in this evening to take care of all, most traffic functions on the thoroughfares, the major thoroughfares in the city of Oakland. MacArthur, Foothill, International, San Pablo, Telegraph, Broadway. Uh, that CHP is going to provide a presence that's going to at least look at thwarting the kind of sideshow activities that are commonplace in our neighborhoods throughout the evenings. So around the room, we're like, yeah, okay, we get it. You know, Carl Chan, who was the uh, Chamber of Commerce Director for Chinatown, spoke to us yesterday. Uh, he and I were the only non-African Americans in that room yesterday. But we talked again about the sense of trying to bring CHP. I don't 
know if any of you know who Pastor Michael McBride is. Michael McBride is my conscience, right? So Michael I've known for years. He's the pastor of the Way Church on uh, University uh, in Berkeley, a block from where I grew up. We worked together when I was administrator of St. Joseph the Worker in Berkeley. A man with a heart and a passion for, for black lives. I mean, I'm gonna say just black lives. Uh, you'll see him on CNN. He's often, they'll often interview him on CNN, uh, uh, on um, Kamal Bell's show. He often appears because of his passion. And the discussion talked about ceasefire, of work that, that we end up doing together. And he stood up to all the black pastors that were there and said, yeah, I understand that you're concerned about your safety. Let me tell you something. If you become more concerned about the safety of, of, of Pookie and Ray Ray and make sure they're taken care of, then you ain't got to worry about your safety. And I'm like, he's right. You know, if we, if we make sure Pookie and Ray Ray ain't out there trying to rob because their kids are hungry, then maybe we need to start looking at that, right? So it's one of those things that, I mean, I was the only one in the room that said amen. Everyone, people like, what are you talking about here? I said, Michael, you're right. I mean, if, we, if we're so concerned about it, say, let's, you know, and, and again, it's that goes back to that scripture passage about, one, putting our faith in our own action and the sense of not necessarily laying our lives down, but that we lay our life down at some level. Maybe perhaps that's our own illusion of safety. We lay that down in order that others' lives may, may thrive and foster. That Fuki and Ray Ray, that's what they use. I'm, this is not language I use. This is language that, we, that, that is used in, in, that, in, in that context. That if we're able to recognize the hunger and insecurity that they face, then maybe perhaps we should redirect that question about safety to them instead of us. I don't know what that means for this parish. I mean, I, I know at some level, I sit there thinking to myself, you know, I need to, because I work with ceasefire, I should get the names of some of those families and make sure that we get them food, number one. I mean, that's kind of my own mind. And thanks to the folks at St. Joan of Arc, you know, we've got uh, some resources to be able to do that as well. But that was one of those things that kind of hit me. You know, it's like, And I'm clueless to that to the extent that I work with ceasefire folks. I mean, you don't know this. My parishioners don't know a lot of things about me. And uh, if you read the, the Chronicle, the front page of this Tuesday's Chronicle, you would have learned a little bit about some of the work I do. Um, so on a fairly regular basis, I go out with OPD and connect with folks who, uh, young men who are basically on the bubble meaning they're on the verge of either being killed or on the verge of being sent to prison. And we invite them to ceasefire call-ins so that they can receive the kinds of resources and services that we were able to offer them to avoid them having to, to become incarcerated or victims of violence in these streets. The other thing that we do as part of the ceasefire work is to, when we get together with these young people, we share with them. Like I uh, was asked to address a few weeks ago, and I told the people in charge of our ceasefire, I'm the last person in the world. I, what, what do you want me to say to them? They said, Father, we know you, we know you minister to homicide victims, families. 
talk to them about, about that reality. I, and I told these young people, it's like, look, folks, I can't tell you what it is to, lead, to, to live the kind of life that you're struggling with, but I can tell you what it, what it means to, to be with a mama that's lost her son, to be with someone who's lost her loved one in a homicide, because I do that all the time. And to, and, and, to, and to see the pain of that, I said, I mean, do you all want to have to both experience what your families are going to have to go through if, if, if you don't somehow take advantage of the services that we have for you? So I guess the essence of what we're trying to say in this particular passage and, and, and what I'm trying to say is that putting our, we, we can say amen, amen, but unless you put that into action, as our reading from James invites us to do, it's just empty talk. You know, I, I was thinking about some of the pastors who, who responded to uh, Pastor Michael. Michael, who was like on the front line at Ferguson, who was on the front line of all these things. Um, I remember some of those pastors were like, nah, it's, it's, it's about prayer. You got nothing to do. It's, and I hear you. I'm not decrying that at all. But if you really embrace what James has got to say, it's prayer, it's faith, and putting that into action as well, too. So, anyway, I just... That's something I struggle with. That's something that, as we as a parish, I invite us to struggle with. You know, it's again, Peter's, it's, it's, it's Peter, is at work again, right? It's Peter is like, he's in love with the power. It's like, it's either uh, love of power or the power of love. I was going to ask, I was gonna, going to ask you to play Luther Andros for a second, but uh, <laughs> you can do that. It's a Luther Andros song. I was thinking about this morning, but it's, it's, it's a sense of the, uh, the, uh, it's love of power and the power of love, right? And even my own kind of heart, I had to struggle with that. Because Michael, in so many ways, Michael McBride, the Pastor McBride, is, in a lot of ways, very uh, anti-law enforcement. And I have to struggle with that because I'm the chaplain of the Oakland Police Department. He knows that. We know that. And we know we both have a, 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 a desire to serve our communities. But, you know, I have to ask myself, am I in love with power or am I invited to be, uh, embrace the power of love? So my, it's, those are the kind of things we all have to balance with. The, the, Michael used to use the term um, uh, chaplain for the empire. Not necessarily towards me, but I knew it was implied towards me. And, my, and I always found that kind of always this challenge of who am I serving? Maybe that's the invitation that these readings invite us. Who are we serving? You know, are we serving the kind of people that Jesus would have us serve? the marginalized, the poor, the suffering, those in need of healing? I don't know. That's a question I ask myself and struggle with all the time, and that's certainly something we, uh, we struggle with as a community as well, too. You know, it's funny. We've often asked, as black pastors in the city, where's Pookie and Ray Ray in our churches? I mean, that's one of these heartfelt questions that all of us ask ourselves. We may not have the answer to it, but we, but we ask ourselves that question, that hard question, all the time. You know, the heart of this gospel saying of Jesus, losing one's life in order to save it, it's not driven by some kind of solemn sense of duty, but by a deepest sense of the power of love. When we truly love folks, we want to strive to care for them, and we give all that we can to make sure that love and care happens. And those of you who are loving and caring for loved ones right now who are struggling in health know that more than anybody else. This is the deepest truth of what it means to be human as revealed by Jesus, to care and love for those around us, which stands at the heart of our Christian faith. We don't need a text message to remind us of that. Amen.
We stand. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he deemed out from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became flesh. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, and who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the wretched dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We come, as, uh, we come to the Lord as children, confident of God's love and forgiveness. That the church that the church may speak for the oppressed throughout the world and reap a bountiful harvest of just. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That we may remember all touched by the tragic events of September 11, 2001, and may people of all nations feel renewed urgency to work for world peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer that the Holy Spirit will be with, be with all who embark on a new school year. May they grow in love of learning and joy in the gospel. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the sick and suffering may find courage and consolation in Christ and his cross. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer that this assembly be a place of welcome and this community be a people of peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our beloved dead, that they may be with the Lord and for the intentions of this mass offered for the birthday of Dorgan McDade and the happy repose of the souls of Jose, Jose M. Schmidt. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our own personal intentions. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for God's continued healing presence for our uh, Ramel Tapscott, Heidi Schmidt, uh, Denise Keyes, and members of, our own, members of our own parish community who seek the healing presence of your son. We ask for your continued healing presence in our community that uh, we may be able to respond as a parish to the needs of those around us. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord God of peace, you are near to all who call on you. Hear the prayers of the humble and contrite hearts through Christ our Lord and let the church say amen. I invite you to be seated. So our second collection is a collection that's taken throughout the diocese on this weekend. It's a collection for the 
uh, retirement fund for the priests of the Diocese of Oakland. Now, if Father Vassar would he, was here, he would have preached about the, hom preached about the collection uh, because he would be a direct beneficiary of the, of the second collection. So we invite you to be generous. I can tell people, I'm not gonna sure I'm going to make it to my retirement, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so you ain't got to worry about me. But for Father Vassar and all, yes, we invite you to be generous in your response to the second collection. Thank you. Pray, my sisters, and pray, my brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands for the praise and glory of God's name, for our good and good of all God's holy church. Amen. Look with favor upon our supplications, O Lord, that in your kindness accept these, your servants' offerings, 
that what each has offered to the honor of your name may serve the salvation of all. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. And let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just. It's our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For in goodness you created us, and when we were justly condemned in mercy, you redeemed us through Christ our Lord. Through whom the angels praise your majesty, dominions adore, and powers tremble before you. Heaven and the virtues of heaven and the blessed seraphim worship together with exaltation. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in humble praise as we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and, once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread, and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Michael, our bishop, and all of your people. Remember our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with the Blessed Apostles, and with all the saints who will please you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Please stand. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may always be freed from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. And Lord Jesus Christ, you say to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. I invite you to share with one another a sign of Christ's peace. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter into my roof. Only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
and I would like to dedicate this next song to all the lives lost 20 years ago on September 11th, and may their souls and all the souls of the faithful through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. Amen. storms keep on raging in my life and sometimes it's hard to tell the night from day still that hope that lies within is reassured as I keep my eyes upon the distant shore, I know he'll lead me safely to that blessed place he has prepared. But if the storms don't see And if the winds keep on blowing, my soul has been anchored in the Lord. Though the storms keep on in my life and sometimes it's hard to tell the night from day still that hope that lies within is reassured as I keep my eyes upon the distant shore I know he'll lead me safely to that blessed place he has prepared. But if the storms don't cease, and if the winds keep on blowing, the waves and the currents that seem so fierce, but in the word of God, I have 
an anchor and it keeps me steadfast and immovable despite the time. But if, if the storms don't cease and just in case the winds keep on blowing, blowing in my life, my soul, my soul's been anchored in the Lord, in the Lord, in the Lord, my soul, my soul. Father, those days can be really dark, and those times can be overwhelming for us, and yet we trust in the power of your son, Jesus, because he's been there with us, and we've been there and, and back, and uh, we um, trust in your goodness and your grace that we experience each and every day, nourished by the body and blood of your son, and nourished by his word, and nourished by his presence in each other, may we be for each other the power of love. We ask this in your blessed name. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. Leonard, thank you. Amen, Leonard. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. So I thought I'd worth explaining something to our online crowd that maybe you, many of you don't notice, but those of us who work in, pro in producing 
these things do in light of DOSIS and regulations. You're watching this. Let me get the, this mic is messing up. So if you're watching this on a video, you'll notice that we sing all the mass parts on the video. But we don't do that here in live because the diocese really discourages us for congregational singing. So if you notice, although we do sing congregationally when we do, all the mass parts, because the diocese has kind of asked us to do that, are not sung, but rather spoken. When we gather together and have a video mass, not necessarily live stream, but a vast that's videoed in advance, all the par mass parts are sung, because ain't nobody here but us. You know, ain't nobody here but preacher man and or woman or the musicians, and that's about it. So we're able to, for those of you who watch online, if we pre-tape a mass, it's going to include all those because that enables us to fully have mass without having to adhere to the diocesan and uh, county health regulations because we're, 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 we don't have to worry about that with the crowd. So I just want to let people know that because people are, might wonder why we're not singing mass parts during mass, but we do that on a, on a, on a um, taped version of that. It's because if we want to adhere to the, to the uh, standards uh, that uh, are uh, expressed by our county and state health officials. Let's see, what was I, um, oh, we got a wine tasting going on. Did you want to explain that to Leonard uh, to us as well? So everyone, um, if you've been to our previous wine tastings, you know that we've had such a wonderful time and fellowshipping and everything. So we're bringing it back. It's gonna be Sunday, October 3rd. It's going to be right after the 11 o'clock mass. No worries. We're still in a pandemic. Yes, we know. So we are going to be outside. We're hoping that the weather is beautiful like this. So pray that the weather is beautiful just like this on Sunday, October 3rd. We'll be set up outside. We're going to have the Bay Area Jazz Society. Paul and a few other musicians are going to be playing. We're going to have the jazz music, plenty of selection of wines. Um, the donation is $35. So everything is in your bulletin in terms of how you can pay in advance via Zelle, via PayPal, or you can pay at the door via cash and check. And some of you already received the uh, RSVP little link that you can RSVP online. So please, you must RSVP to attend the event. So please RSVP first. Many of information is in the bulletin. Also, <coughs> another announcement. If you are any person volunteering for any ministry in the church, you must, I repeat, on behalf of Ophelia Wanzo, you must, <laughs> you must complete the safe environment renewal, okay? You have been no, given, getting notices for the past three, four, five months. So you can do it online, but if you're having trouble doing it online, our hard deadline is this coming Wednesday, six o'clock here in the church. I'll be here if you need assistance to do it online. I will be here at six o'clock on Wednesday. Bring your tablet, bring your laptop. We'll connect you to the internet and we'll get you started. So please, any volunteers in any ministry at St. Benedict's, please, you must complete this Wednesday. Come and see me on Wednesday at church, six o'clock. Thank you so much. Our pastor associate, Dion Cola. I'm going to add a little to what Leonard has said and to what Ophelia is always so fired up about. We have to protect our children. 
that is the way to do it. We need to know that if you are serving in a ministry, that you have it in your heart to place our youth, our children, uppermost in this church area. So if you're here serving, please, this is just not like something you can shrug off and say, oh, you know, why should I do that? I serve on the diocesan review board. Trust me, you need to do this. It's a requirement and it's not something that we take lightly. I have always served on youth ministry in this church in some way, form, or fashion. Please, just go on and take the time to let us know that you are someone safe to work with our kids. If you drag your feet on this, then it gives us room to wonder. We don't want to do that. As soon as you know it's time for you to renew this stuff, beat it to your computer post haste and please fill that form out and get this work done. I don't want to think about anybody in this church in any type of negative light. I don't now and I never want to. So please, please get this done. Thank you. Thanks, Deanna. So what Dion will not tell you is that the Dawson Review Board is the board that reviews all um, accusations, credible accusations made to the diocese uh, of any misconduct done by a priest, deacon, or lay minister within the Diocese of Oakland. Uh, Dion is the newly appointed chair of that Dawson committee. So and she reports directly to the bishop. So, uh, and everything, so she knows firsthand the kinds of cases that are brought forth by, the, by victims of uh, clergy or sex abuse in general, mostly clergy, uh, and the struggles that survivors have with regards to how to remedy that healing. Part of that healing is being able to make sure that anyone who volunteers in this parish uh, takes a safe environment and is clear through safe environment. Um, because if you're not, uh, you're not going to be able to be allowed to volunteer uh, here at St. Benedict. That's just pure and simple. So anyway, we have to be that strict because that's just the nature of how the church is these days and unfortunately the nature of, of human nature. So. Anyway, so thank you. I am um, get back, getting back to really quick at a wine. I just um, because of the connections that Jaquita made with our Saint, my previous Saint Joan of Arc parishioners, Jim Peterson and Ron Geese, who are both the CFO and uh, who work as uh, people executives at Catholic funeral and cemetery folks. We have the wine hookup, so we were I think the first parish to have done a wine tasting. I think Saint Joan of Arc followed, and then Saint Assumption followed as well too. So uh, we just invite you to be part of a wonderful, a wonderful gathering on the 3rd of October. Let's see, birthdays. Any birthdays? Any birthdays? Oh, Kathy. Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Happy birthday, Kathy. Can we say a blessing? Oh, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. We're going to ask for God's blessings upon all of you. God of all creation, we offer you the grateful praise for the gift of life. Hear the prayers of your servants who recall the days of their birth and rejoices in your gift of life and love, family and friends. Bless them with your presence and surround them with your love that they may enjoy many happy years, all of them pleasing to you. We ask this through Christ our Lord and let the church say, Amen. Amen. Happy birthday.
Any anniversaries? Oh, Fran. Oh, my goodness. Sure. Oh, Fran. How many years, Fran? 72. Do you hear that? 72. 72 years. Oh. You, you continue to uh, exemplify what at least I yearn to be. I mean, just you're, you're just, you're a wonderful, beautiful, amazing presence in our midst. And I just want to say that, Fran. And, you know, just have to say that. I, I, Fran, we are. So let me ask for God's blessings upon you. Lord, we give you thanks for 72 years. We give you thanks of, uh, and that you who brought them together, keep them together. We watch over, we ask your blessings and care, and we ask that you would continue to allow uh, Fran to be an example for us of what it means to be uh, sustained in faith, nurtured in love, and bolstered always by the power of the Spirit. Bless them and watch them over in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let the church say, Amen. 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 Please stand. The Lord be with you. And, with and may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This liturgy is ended. Go now in the peace of Christ. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Thanks, Dale.
Thank you.